about everything in your life. You know why? Because God does not make your decisions for you. God says, this is the decision you should make. And then God makes the decision making be up to you. And if you are not intentional about everything, what's really ironic is that you are still being intentional, but you are being intentionally unintentional about the decision you're making. You're just making a bad decision. Without a vision, things are left up to chance. Life is so much richer when you're pursuing things that matter and will change you for the better. That's just how Jesus works when you allow him to prompt you and then respond. Today, Pastor Daniel will teach about how to grow in your own faith while strengthening a community of believers at the same time. You start with a vision and mission, then take action as the Father intervenes and leads. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with part one of his message entitled, Imagination Update. It was about 15 years ago, a CEO of a company stood up in in front of his entire organization and said these words, let's revolutionize the world with this little thing, and he held up this device. That device was called an iPod. And literally, literally, Steve Jobs and Apple literally changed the music industry by this little device that's like a little hard drive that you can store all your music on. How many of you own an iPod of some sort? Look at that. How many of you don't even know what an iPod is? A couple people. God bless you. But literally, Steve Jobs and Apple decided that they were going to change the world. And they were willing to think outside the box. I mean, music used to come on these things called records. Now, of course, we love records because we live in the Portland metro area. And so if it's, if it's old school, we like it in that way. But then records gave way to eight tracks. How many of you guys remember eight tracks? Yeah. They'll come back soon. Just give them about five more years. We'll get them. And then they had these things called cassette tapes. How many of you ever gave a mixtape to your friends in high school? Here's the mixtape. That's right. You know? And then all of a sudden, you had this thing called a compact disc. Now, those are just big coasters. That's what you use them for now. But then, of course, you have the iPod. You know, and what's amazing about it, I mean, an Apple has been one of the most innovative companies for a long time. What's interesting is right around the same time, fascinating, a rival company, Microsoft, Bill Gates stood up in front of his organization and pulled out a cellular phone, which at this point was like big, and literally held it up and said, the future of computing is right here. And you know what happened? Everybody laughed at him. See, Bill Gates was right, because now we hold literally more powerful computers in our pockets than people had on a desktop 15 years ago. But what was amazing is that for Bill Gates, he was right, but he didn't have the backing of his organization. So they focused on the operating system as opposed to the mobile technology, and Apple kind of ran into that space. 
Now, why do I tell you all this? Because in order to be innovative, in order to change the world, you have to be willing to take risks. Nobody ever changes the world without taking risks. And I believe that God wants his people to be holy risk takers. I believe God wants the people of God to to change the world. That's why he called us. That's why he is recreating us in Jesus' name. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to take this very last message in our hashtag God's tweet series. We've been studying Proverbs. I'm calling this the year of imagination update. The year of imagination update. I'm going to explain that to you. And I wanted to take some of the Proverbs that we've seen, and I want to share with you some updates about what God is doing at Crossroads and what I believe God wants to do in our lives. Because, so I wanted to take a moment and kind of step back and say, okay, so where have we been? Where are we going? And what is God up to? Now, if you're new with us here, this is a great day to be here because you get a chance to see what God is doing at Crossroads, right? But you might be saying, oh, but I wanted to hear something different and maybe this isn't going to be fun. Everything I'm going to talk about, it's not just like a boring church vision message because everything I'm going to apply, in order for a church to have vision, people need to have individual vision. So each thing that we talk about globally is also going to be able to be applied to your life personally. But I call this this year of imagination update. Why? Because we had been talking here at Crossroads that 2013 was a year of transition, right? We were transiting. Pastor Bill Ritchie invited me to be here. And in 2013, he handed the leadership baton to me. And then we called 2014 a year of stabilization because after you transition, then everything has to kind of settle down. And then 2015 is the year of imagination, But what's interesting is you you come up with these ideas, but then you realize that God isn't really all that interested in calendar years as we are. And you can't say, okay, so in this year, God is doing this, and then the next year, God is doing this, and then the next year, God is doing this. So really what what I've realized, and and our staff has really been affirming of this, is that Crossroads has been a church in transition for a long time. Crossroads was transitioning before I got here. And really what I realized is that For those of you who have been at Crossroads for a while, these last number of years have been really hard. Change is hard. Transition is hard. I was just looking at a picture of me when I first got here, and I aged a lot in the last three years. (laughs) Like, I got gray in my beard now. It's like I'm getting wrinkly. It's like uh, I'm still dashingly handsome, but good night. (laughs) You know, it's like... Like, literally, like, even Linda's like, you look so young. I'm like, I know. Like, what happened to me? But transitioning is, it's hard. And in the process of changing things, when things change, it's challenging. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, that it hasn't all been easy. It it's, takes work to change. But the reason why we change things is nobody builds a more, if you want a future that is different than your present, You can't do that unless you're willing to upset what's going on right now. You have to upset the present to build a more glorious future. You have to do that. See, like, if if you're here right now and you're like, man, my doctor's just been on me, my cholesterol's high, you know, and and I got to make some changes in my life, you do not lower your cholesterol and lose some weight and be healthy by doing exactly what you're doing right now. 
You have to upset the present to build a more glorious future. So when you go to the, to, to the restaurant, instead of being like, I'll have the triple extra bacon double cheeseburger with the bacon dip with the bacon on the fries, and you say, get me a salad with chicken, please. Like, you have to upset the norm in order to make changes. And so what I really realized is that we've been transitioning and we've been stabilizing for a number of years. And really, it feels like now it's all kind of settled down now. Now, really, a year of imagination begins for the Crossroads family. And really, I believe a year of imagination is beginning for the Crossroads family because I believe God is doing a work in all of us that we would step into the idea of imagination. So in doing that, I said, God, so I, I, need, some, I need something to pray through. And, and the Lord gave me this sentence that I've shared with you all previously. I've shared it with our staff, but I'm going to share it again. That in, in a year of imagination, we need to be bold in dreaming and joining Jesus as he transforms everything. I believe this is a great reality for us, that we need to be bold in dreaming and joining Jesus as he transforms everything. We need to be bold in first dreaming because for many of us, the biggest issues we have in our lives is we can't imagine our life anything different than what it is right now. It's like you have the limitations you have and the history that you have and the issues you have, but we need to be bold to be able to say, God wants to do something extraordinary beyond all that I could ask or think, that God is the God of the all possible and I live in a little world, of my own world. And so first we need to be bold in dreaming. We need to be willing to think outside of what our norm is. And then we need to be bold in joining Jesus. See, just because you have a dream doesn't mean it's God's dream for your life. It's just a dream that you have. Right? So if you say, I'm bold in dreaming, and then I say, God, what's your dream for my life? And then God says, well, you have all these dreams, but this is my dream for your life. And then you're bold in joining Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is trying to transform everything, and Jesus is looking for people like you and me who would say, God, I want you to transform me and the world through me. So really, it's about being willing to step outside of what you can imagine and join Jesus when Jesus said, this is what I want to do. And you say, okay, Lord, I'll, let's do that. I want you to write that down because I believe God wants you to be bold and dreaming and joining Jesus because Jesus is in the process of transforming everything. And as a church family, we are in this process. Where we're saying, Lord, what is your dream for Crossroads Community Church? Lord, what is the most on fire, full of the spirit version of Crossroads. How can we join you in transforming our community and our world through the Crossroads family? And what does that look like? And we have to dream beyond what is and what we think it might be and say, God, we want to step into you because you're the God of the all possible. Now, since we're going to be coming back over and over again to the book of Proverbs with this God's Tweet series, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 in the King James Bible says this, that where there is no vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. And the idea is that without a vision for life, then your life gets left up to whatever happens. And that is not life. Life is 
I am going to step into who God is for me in Christ, and I am going to walk that out. And so vision is important. Now, what's beautiful about Crossroads is God has already given us vision and mission. We have those things. And it's important. It's important. If you think about our mission statement, you've heard this. It's to be simply responding to Jesus. How many times have you guys heard that at Crossroads? All the time. Why? Because our mission is to simply respond to Jesus, not just one time, but every moment of every day. To me, a great mission statement is you can live your whole life by it. And you know this, that at every moment of your life, Jesus is inviting you to participate with him in changing the world. How often do you hear that check of the Holy Spirit say, stop, don't say that. Apologize for saying that. Oh, you see that person? Go talk to them. Tell them that you're there for them. Hey, don't do that. I want you to do something different. See, growing in Christ is learning how to simply respond. And I I use the word simply. I know it's not so simple, but it really is. Because God invites and we just say, "Oh, oh, yes, Lord, let's do that. Let's do that. And our mission not only as individuals, but as a church family, is to simply respond to Jesus. That at every point when Jesus says, this is what I'm doing right now, we say, okay, Lord. And we're designed, Lord willing, that we can respond to the promptings of the Spirit and do what is asked. So that's our mission. We have that. We're learning how to do that together. And then, of course, our vision statement. You see this everywhere, right? Around crosses. Because Jesus is real, We're a family of faith, fully engaged, transforming our community and our world. See, crossroads exists because Jesus is real. He really lived. He really died on a cross. He really rose again, and he really is alive right now, seeking to do a work. And because Jesus is real, God is drawing all of us together to be a family of faith. People from different ethnicities, different socioeconomic statuses, all different places in life, we come together and we're a family. And we're learning how to be a family. Now, the problem is is that all families are dysfunctional, right? And the reason families are dysfunctional is because people are dysfunctional. You put people who are dysfunctional in a family and you have a family that's dysfunctional. And let's be honest, the reason people don't like church is because church is dysfunctional, but guess what? Everything is dysfunctional, and God is in the process of teaching it how to function together. So at best, the people of God are not perfect. We are in the process of learning how to be a family of faith that functions well. And we're a family of faith that's fully engaged. I love that, because in a fully engaged family, everybody has a part to play. Like, I have a big Italian family, right? I've talked to you about my family. Now, my grandma, she's almost 90, right? Nobody asked my grandma to go chop down a tree with an ax. She could do it. (laughs) My grandma's a tough lady. But you don't ask her to do that. Why? Because she's your 90-year-old grandma. Like, it's like, that's just not her job. And in the same way, nobody asks my son Obadiah to cook dinner. Now, don't get me wrong. He could do it. But are you going to subject the whole family to a 10-year-old's meal? It'd be like Cheerios with, like, sprayed chocolate syrup on it. 
with sugar and something else. See, we let my grandma cook the dinner. We let Obadiah help with the axe work. Because everybody has a role to play. And in a family of faith that's fully, everyone has a part to play. Not everybody plays the same part, but everyone has a part to play. And we do this so that we can transform our community and our world. See, as because Jesus is real, he puts us together, he makes us a family, and that family is fully engaged. And then that family fully engaged starts to, God starts to transform the family, and then that transformation gets pushed outward. And it begins in our community and it ends in our world. To the, to the ends of the earth. That's what the people of God, and that's who we are. God has given us this vision, this mission, and we're on it. So what I have for you today is I have these four things that I want to share with you, four important encouragements for us as a Crossroads family, for where we've been and where we're going. And I think that each one of these things, not only for us corporately, but for you as an individual. Because in order for these things to be our reality as a church, it has to be our individual realities on how we live. And for each one of them, I'm going to give you a proverb, one that we've already studied, to undergird this so we can enjoy our God's Tweet series. First, we need to be intentional about everything. You need to be intentional about everything in your life. You know why? Because God does not make your decisions for you. God says, this is the decision you should make. And then God makes the decision making be up to you. And if you are not intentional about everything, what's really ironic is that you are still being intentional, but you are being intentionally unintentional about the decision you're making. You're just making a bad decision. Either way, we are intentionally making decisions. It's just a matter of making good decisions or bad decisions. You want a scripture? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. That's a powerful verse, isn't it? That you need to keep your heart with all diligence, with all intentionality. You need to be passionate about guarding your heart. Why? For out of it springs the issues of life. What that means is that if you and I do not intentionally guard our hearts, everything, all the issues of your life, it's not driven by the circumstances, it's driven by your heart. The circumstances are what they are, but how you interact with those circumstances, that's personal. For two people, given the exact same circumstances, one sees this as an extraordinary blessing, and another sees it as the end of the world. What's the difference? Their heart. And so we, we need to be intentional about everything. Now, as a church family, I'm here to tell you, we are intentional about everything, and we're learning how to be. A thing like the church's finances. We, over the last number of years, have been extraordinarily focused on making sure our house is healthy, making sure that we steward the resources of the Lord well in this place. And I'm here to tell you, it takes a lot of work. Just like in your own personal finances, it takes a lot of work to make a decision. I want that, but I can't afford it. And we need to be intentional as individuals and as a family with the Lord's finances. I'm here to tell you, for me, I take this very seriously, 
that every single penny that Crossroads receives is because you all feel the Lord saying, I want you to honor me with your finances and I want you to give it to Crossroads. I take that super seriously. Like I realize that like at the Bema seat of Jesus, I'm gonna have to give an account for the stewardship of the resources of Crossroads. So we do things like we have a budget. Now, having a budget does not mean that you don't spend. It means that you know what you're spending. And you realize, I can afford this. And so, brothers and sisters, you know what it's like to be financially out of whack, right? It hurts. It, it makes you make decisions that you wouldn't make because you can't make any other decisions, so as a church family, we've been working really hard, and we take that stewardship of the Lord's money very seriously. I'm here to tell you that we continue to have a conservative budget. We have been in the black for two and a half years now, where we're spending underneath what we're taking in. And I praise God for that. But you have to realize that we are very intentional about what we're doing and why. You notice we have all these projects going on around the campus. We're refreshing things. We're trying to make things better, nicer. We've been in the process of doing some upgrades on the video system. We have a 15-year-old video system in this place. You guys realize, how many of you guys have a 15-year-old TV? Almost nobody, exactly. You know why? That thing's like 900 pounds 15 years ago. Right? It's like... <laughs> So we're doing all these things, but listen, you need to be intentional about your finances as well. You know, just a bunch of, about two months ago in Proverbs, there was the honor the Lord with your finances, with your, with your resources. It was so beautiful because I had someone come to me in that message. I said, all of us should give based on a percentage, percentage giving, right? Because we want to honor the Lord with our finances. And I had someone come to me and said, Pastor, thank you so much for saying that. Oh, you know, I started to give online and I started with 3%. I've never given to the Lord before in my life. I started with 3%. Like, I have one question though. I give on my credit card and that credit card, I get points for tithing. Is that sinful? <laughs> I just love the question because this guy was just like, I just want to honor Jesus. Is it wrong that I'm getting rewards points? And I said, I said, sister, listen. Not only is it not sinful, it's wise. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, listen, as long as you're not going into debt with your giving, if the, if the credit card company is going to give you gift cards to give to the Lord, then that's just smart. She's like, well, I'm paying off part of my grocery bill with that money. I'm like, praise God. See, someone said, well, is it wrong to give if you get the tax write-off? I'm like, look, you shouldn't give for the tax write-off. But if the government's going to give you a write-off for it, then that's like the cherry on top of the sprinkles, on top of the whipped cream, on top of the ice cream, on top of the cookies of the Sunday, Right? It's like, if they're gonna, that's just wise. You know, and listen, as each one of us honors the Lord with our finances, when you put all of the money of the Crossroads family together, it's extraordinary the amount of things that we could do. I really believe we need to get out of building debt. That's money that we could use in a million other better areas than just paying a bank for lending us money. Jesus is real. Today we were encouraged by Pastor Daniel's message to be bold. Let God do a work in all of us so that we can realize the Father's intentions. 
Jesus can transform everything if we're willing to step forward and join him as he changes the world. Every morning, most of us do the same thing. We get up and push the button on the most important appliance in our house, the coffee maker. (laughs) A hot, steamy cup of coffee magically appears and we get our day started. This month, we want to be a part of that morning ritual. We always like to say thank you to those that choose to support Jesus Is Real Radio. This month, for anyone who gives a donation of any amount, plus shipping and handling, to Jesus Is Real Radio, well, we'll send you a Jesus Is Real Radio coffee mug. Every morning, you can fill up your Jesus Is Real Radio coffee mug and remember to pray for us. We want to see God do amazing things through Jesus Is Real Radio and you can help. Check out JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the Partner option to receive your own Jesus Is Real Radio coffee mug. Join us again here on Jesus Is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel addresses the issue of stewardship for the church and for individuals. We need to be mindful about how we use the resources God has given us. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series entitled God's Tweets. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.